There's something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Hey everyone, it's the Monty Man, and you are about to take part in the experience, the strength, and the hope of this episode of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. The mama say, bang your head against the wall. We're going to do a lot of banging our heads against the wall today on this show. Brain needs an overhaul. And your heart is in pain. Time to lay your burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. I'm telling you the truth, baby. I'm telling you the truth, baby. I ain't gonna lie to you. Good guys, bad boys. We're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Welcome to another fine episode of the world's original recovery talk and recovery music station. Take 12 Recovery Radio, broadcasting from the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. In the studio with me, if you're watching on YouTube, you can wave at them or they can wave at you. There's Dave Fleming and Denver Wolf. Howdy. Howdy, guys. Howdy. Howdy. So we're, we're going to open Reminds up. Reminds me of that show, Howdy Doody. Howdy. It's Howdy Doody. Oh, brother. All right. So we're going to open up a can of worms today. We're going to go where no 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 recovery organization dares to go because it's an outside issue. Um, we're going to talk about recovery in the midst of a politically charged climate. So uh, I'm just going to I'm going to start out this way to end. One of our listeners sent this in. I love it. Here we go. I am sick of COVID-19. Sick to death. I am sick of black versus white. I am sick of Democrats versus Republicans. I'm really sick of the media. 
I'm sick of the language being used and plastered all over the media. I'm sick of no one being allowed to think what they want and feel what they do without offending someone. (laughs) I'm sick of people who are out there jumping on the bandwagon to protest just to cause mass confusion and more hatred and to riot, loot, and destroy. I'm sick of blaming the world for the sins of the few. We're one race, the human race. You want to support Trump? You do it. It's your choice. You want to support Biden? Fine. Also your choice. You want to believe in God? Okay, believe in God. You want to believe in magical creatures who fly around and sprinkle fairy dust to make life better? Awesome. Go ahead. Do it. But how about being mature enough to be able to deal with the fact that everyone doesn't have the same exact mindset as you? Having your own minds is what makes us all individuals and beautiful. If you can't handle that fact, well, I'm sorry. I don't have to agree with everything you believe, and and you don't have to agree with me. We're all entitled to our own opinions. So be a decent human being. Love all, harm none. Or at least as few as you can. And grow up. And grow Man, up. Monty, you were supercharged. I that. am supercharged. It's almost like Some you wrote emphasis. that. <laughs> <laughs> I came from uh, Wayne N. reposted that. I'm not sure who actually originally wrote it, but I like it. And uh, we're going to launch forth on a little song back from the 1960s by Tom Lear, the, the uh, comedic songwriter Tom Lear. Check this out. I'm sure we all agree that we ought to love one another. And I know there are people in the world who do not love their fellow human beings, and I hate people like that. (laughs) Here's a song about National Brotherhood Week. Oh, the white folks hate the black folks, and the black folks hate the white folks. To hate all but the right folks is an old established rule, but during National Brotherhood Week... National Brotherhood Week. Lena Horn and Sheriff Clark are dancing cheek to cheek. It's fun to eulogize the people you despise as long as you don't let them in your school. Poor folks hate the rich folks, and the rich folks hate the poor folks. All of my folks hate all of your folks. It's American as apple pie. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, New Yorkers love the Puerto Ricans cause it's very chic. Step up and shake the hand of someone you can't stand. You can tolerate him if you try. Protestants hate the Catholics, and the Catholics hate the Protestants, and the Hindus hate the Muslims, Uh-oh. and everybody hates the Jews. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, it's national. Everyone smile at one anotherhood week. Be nice to people who are inferior to you. It's only for a week, so have no fear. Be grateful that it doesn't last all year. All right, Mr. Tom Lear from 1965. We just lost half of our listeners. (laughs) Half of our listeners are ticked off now because we're insensitive. And uh, get over yourself. Gee, many Christmas. 
We're not here to coddle your feelings. Oh, my word. Ah. All right, check this out. Check this out. Um, So I said I was going to throw everybody under the bus uh, this week. Mm. And what's this all have to do with recovery? Let me tell you. I'll tell you exactly what it has to do with recovery. There's, uh, and I, I can't mention where this is because it, it puts them at risk, but there's actually a 12-step recovery group that has been threatened by a specific organization because they believe in a higher power. And that is white supremacy. According to this organization, and they have threatened to come and close that meeting down, whatever that means. Does it mean firebombings or rocks through windows? Who knows what it means? But now it's affecting the recovery community as well. Uh, so we're going to be talking about recovery in the midst of, of a politically charged climate. But check this out. So um, to all my conservative friends, and, and if people are listening to the show know I am a, 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 a Christian man. I am a conservative man. But listen, when we're wrong, we're wrong. Check this out. Eugene, Oregon. Woo-hoo. My hometown. A local pastor has been cited for firing his gun in an attempt to stop a thief at Lowell's. Did you hear about this? This happened on July 7th. According to the court documents, Crossfire Ministries pastor Aaron Taylor, oh, yeah. who I know, right, confronted 44-year-old Romero Mata in the Lowe's parking lot on West 11th Avenue. Police said in documents that Mata stole $1,300 in merchandise from the store, including a power washer and an air conditioning unit. Uh, Taylor um, confirmed with an employee chasing Mata that he was shoplifting. Taylor uh, grabbed onto Mata and tried to keep him from leaving, but Mata broke free. He hopped into a van, and Pastor Taylor shot one round and one of the car's wheels. When police arrived, they cited him for reckless endangerment. According to the documents, Tyler regretted firing his weapon at the getaway car, but he told police he was just tired of people stealing and getting away with it. Mata was eventually arrested in Interstate 5 near Cresswell by Oregon State Police. He was charged for first-degree theft. Mata is no stranger to the law. He has multiple charges of theft dating back to 2013 in numerous counties across Oregon. You don't fire a weapon at a shoplifter driving away in a van. Are you insane? I can't believe this. Unless and this, you this did is, drive to your house and pull the guy inside, right? Let me tell you something. This is the very reason why the radical left have ammunition to tear us apart because of moronic actions like a pastor chasing after a guy who shoplifted and shoots at him? Shot at his tire. Shot at his tires. There's a difference. I don't care. You don't discharge your (laughs) weapon chasing after a shoplifter. It was probably a bad call on his part. It just infuriated (laughs) me. Listen... Uh, it, you it's don't gotten know. crazy out there. You know, I, there's, I saw a story uh, yesterday. The police, I don't know what agency was from in Minnesota, yeah. basically told the public that um, you ought to just give up your stuff so you don't get hurt when they, right. you know, Rob protesters. Because, the, the, you know, they're the, the Minneapolis police or whatever got defunded or some crazy crap 
So they don't they don't want anybody you know to enforce the laws. So right. they said you you know just let them have it. Just give it up, otherwise they're gonna you know you're gonna get hurt. So this was good. We we formed these 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 so called self appointed law enforcement groups, vigilantes really, right? To go after people, get to defund the police, and they were going to form these groups, and then people like this guy are going to go around sh- shooting at shoplifters. No, no wonder the far left wants to take our weapons away. When we act like this, this guy has no business owning a firearm, in my opinion. Well, I have a, um, the, I have the wild, a wild feeling west that is coming. it's going to get get yeah. worse. Oh, me too. The wild, wild west. The know? wild, wild west is coming. Well, I heard the you know someone pre- predicted that. They're going to, you know, do Washington and then Portland and then the next stop is Eugene. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, recovery community, they're coming after you next. If you even mention that you believe in a power greater than yourself, um, they're they're coming after you. Uh, Don't don't you think they're not. Um, And I want to make something very clear, too. So I'm not on this show today. Um, although I, I'm going to use the word Democrat in one statement just because uh, um, it just describes who the people were uh, in this one uh, thing that happened here last week. But um, I don't like it at all when the news media in, 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 you know, on the right blankets and says the Democrats. Listen, I know I have what news channel is that Fox. You know, Fox is bought out by Disney, so I'm just I'm just saying this supposed right. Yeah, and I'm a conservative, but when we make blanket statements like the Democrats this and the Democrats that, I know Democrats. I have friends that are Democrats that don't buy in to a lot of this stuff that's going on. They don't agree with it, so don't. So I refer to them as the far left. So I'm not going to say, well, the Democrats. No, because I have Democratic friends, people that are Democrats that aren't buying any of this stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of people switching over this year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. so gosh darn it. It, it. I think it's time to take Stop a break. Right there! Oh. Because it's time of for the course. Monty Man's Weekly Wine. Didn't I just whine? he whimpers wow. and whines and complains about <laughs> things he has no power over. <laughs> it's all right. You're safe now. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. All right. So um, I pulled this off of something Dave sent me. Are you ready for this? Yeah. More, more propaganda, Dave? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. No, no, check the. <laughs> you talk about a conspiracy nut. Dave, Dave Fleming. Uh, right? It's only uh, a conspiracy if it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen to this. This is great. I had to edit it because there were some choice words in there. And. So, uh, for those of you who are uh, tech savvy, you, oh no, you can tell that he cut some stuff. I just cut the profanity. That's all I took out. All right. Um, so, check this out. Check this out. I just get a phone number. I got it four times a day. I finally answered my phone number. It's somebody from Cook County. They are calling to check up on me to see how my COVID was doing, which we had. So, I tell them I'm fine. They then ask me if I'd be willing to take a quick survey and jump on a website and film a quick video explaining to people the dangers of this illness. And she asked me from a 1 to a 10 how bad my illness was, and I said zero, because we didn't (laughs) have anything. I had like a 99 fever. 
Christy had nothing. So she says on the phone, we can't do zero. I'm like, I didn't have anything wrong with me. And she's like, well, would you be willing to jump online and fill out a short form explaining that it was dangerous and that you did have a severe illness so that other people that have it will be more informed? <laughs> They're asking me on the telephone to lie. They just asked me to lie, to fill out the form and say that I did have it really bad. Fear mongering. This is absolutely true. I just checked the number and it is coming from a company. So again, I just got asked to lie from Cook County saying that our COVID was extremely bad and to inform other people that it could be life-threatening, which in our case was not at all whatsoever. Hmm. <laughs> we can't. We can't do zero. We can't do zero. Um, uh, we can't do zero. You know, that's on, not the on, only on, person either. On a, on, on a scale from <laughs> zero to 20, what would you rate your COVID experience? Uh, zero. Uh, we can't do zero. Point 0.5. So you weren't I heard sick. About Are it. you willing to say that you were sicker than you were so other people can benefit and be brainwashed like we're trying to do with you? Hey, I got one for you. So there, it's along the same lines, there was uh, somebody that wanted to get tested. Right. And they had something where you can go to, I think it was CVS or something. Right. And so you went on the website and you signed up and they told you come down on this day to get, mm -hmm. your, get tested. Mm -hmm. Well, they got there and the line was so long that, you know, after about a half hour, they decided they were going to leave. You know, they, they just filled out the paperwork, just, though, right? Uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a lot got, of these stories. They got yeah. their results and it said that it was positive, positive for COVID. And they never even were And they tested. never even no, no, no. took the test. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a gal in, in, in our church um, shared that exact, very similar story with Colin, our son, that happened to her. Yeah. And, in fact, they offered her money. Oh my goodness! They offered it. They first, they first started out. and They said, "Would you be if we paid you three hundred dollars? Would you state, you know, that you tested positive?" And when she said no, they offered her five hundred dollars. What? Yep. I'm gonna need. Yep. I'm gonna need twelve hundred for that. Yeah. Can you speak <laughs> a little louder? <laughs> sell your soul. Right. I'm gonna need. Can you speak a little louder into this microphone? <laughs> I am, I am. Well, here's here's another one. Check this one out. Mount Juliet man says he has been told he's positive for COVID-19 by contact tracers. Just one problem, though. He has never been tested. Our chief investigative reporter, Jeremy Finley, found that the State Department of Health is now yeah. investigating. The first call was expected. After all, Brock Balu's co-worker had tested positive for COVID-19, and he assumed a contact tracer would reach out. But he wasn't expecting what that tracer would say. She specifically said, I'm looking at it right here, it says that you tested positive. We're just follow-up phone call to see how your symptoms are. But Balu was confused because he hasn't even <laughs> been tested yet. He's confused. Is it possible that you just misheard her? You misunderstood what she said? I'm 100% sure that's what she said because she's looking right at it. And she specifically told me, I'm right here in the system, that you're showing positive. Then two more days of calls with tracers saying the same thing. She says, well, I'm still seeing that you're positive. It's just a courtesy call to check your symptoms. 
Balu shared with News 4 Investigates the three calls he's received. All phone numbers come from the state health department. Balu's concern, if he is identified as positive in the state system, how accurate are the numbers they release every day? I don't know what's going on, but it's wrong. And then that, I'm just another number when I'm not. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> Baloo, isn't that, a, isn't that a character from the Jungle Book? Jungle Book. <laughs> the bare necessities. Oh, Lord, oh. help us. And so uh, back to, and I was going to read that. I forgot to read this. Uh, back to... Um, them coming after the AA meetings. And so I'm telling you, don't be surprised. And I'll tell you why. The sins of the fathers follow the lineage of the children. Um, we are getting blamed, right? And this has been going on for decades. Right. Getting blamed for what a, a lot of our heritage is guilty of. We pulled some really stinking numbers, you know, in the past. We've done, as Americans, we've done some pretty horrific things as in every country as in everyone right right so um when it comes to uh uh people of color one of the horrific things we we did uh when it comes to alcoholics anonymous right is in the early days not only were women not allowed in the meetings but people of color were not allowed in the meetings in fact, uh, and this is from the IP pamphlet called AA for the Black and African American Alcoholic, uh, printed by uh, Alcoholics Anonymous uh, Conference Improved Literature. Uh, it was early 1940 when AA was just five years old. Bill W., our co-founder, invited two black alcoholics to attend meetings in the New York area. And by this, by by the way, some of his early manuscripts, he talks about this. They were not happy with him. For doing this. Get uh, over it. <laughs> after hearing him speak at an institution, uh, they asked him whether on their release from the, the institution that they were in, that they might join AA, these, these two black gentlemen. Bill said yes. And a few weeks later, they appeared at a local meeting. By the mid-1940s, a number of black alcoholics had found sobriety in the program. Jim S., a physician, was called the originator of AA's first black group. But until the 1940s, they weren't allowed in the meetings. Yeah, but that has that's, has nothing to do with us. No, but that's what I'm those saying... people. I know, but what I'm saying is, you watch. They're going to come after AA because of that history. Good luck. You watch. I am telling you... <laughs> if, if they weren't, they are now. <laughs> if they weren't, they are now. Good luck. Are we are Come we on. guilty of some of this stuff? Absolutely, we are. Right? Yeah. But oh my gosh, how far do you carry this? No, the people back then were guilty of it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's like anything else. It's like you know, you know. I don't know, man. If we if they judge everybody by the mistakes they made in their life, there wouldn't be anybody around. Yeah, we just need to move forward. Amen. Amen to that. So that's where we're supposed to learn from our mistakes and change. Well, National Brotherhood Week is needed. Um, okay, we're going to take a break and we can make the topic uh, recovering and recovery in the midst of a politically charged climate. How, how does that affect us? All this stuff that's going on. How does it, how does it affect your personal recovery and uh, keeping what Dr. Allen Berger calls 
your emotional center of gravity without <laughs> falling off the thing. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay a burden down. Hey, check it out. You can now access all of our shows from a variety of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Podomatic, and Player FM. Simply search for Take 12 Recovery Radio, and you'll be tuned into the best in recovery broadcast journalism. Also available at Take12Radio.com. Hey everybody, it's the Monty Man. I know some of you don't even realize what I'm about to tell you. There is a plethora of recovery resources at your fingertips at Take12Radio.com on your internet dial. You can not only listen to our shows, but you can check out all of our archives on all of the major podcasting platforms that Cameron just talked about. But also, we have recovery workshops, recovery music. If you'll go down and scroll on the on the page at takes12radio.com and click on recovery resources, there's an amazing recovery resource page there. If you click on recovery workshops, you'll find amazing workshops. Dr. Berger's uh, step-by-step toward emotional sobriety. Tony Messbarger and I uh, doing the presentation on intervention, what it is, what it isn't, and how to go about an intervention with a loved one. Uh, Radio Rehab, The Road to Redemption, with multi-dove award winner Brian Duncan. You see, I'm excited because there's just so much to take 12 radio. Walking Through the Big Book with Chris S., one of the most downloaded instructional workshops on the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous ever produced in audio format. And so much more. Go to Take12Radio.com on your internet dial today. Download for fun and for free. All right, welcome back to the show. The topic this week, recovery in the midst of a politically charged climate. We're kind of doing some of this tongue-in-cheek because uh, we got to remember Rule 62. We're going to talk about Rule 62 here uh, in just a little bit. Uh, you know, don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take life so seriously. Uh, you got to keep your sense of humor through this entire thing. I don't care what side of the fence you live on, the left, the right, or you're hung up somewhere in the middle. Um if you don't keep your sense of humor and you don't keep your focus on your personal recovery, uh, you're going to relapse. I mean, the relapse rate right now is really – it's going up. And oh, uh, it's huge. I mean, they're talking about it uh, even on mainstream uh, news Yeah, that uh, addictions are increasing and yeah. uh, suicides are increasing. Suicides, yeah. Yeah. Um, and particularly in the area of, of children that are being abused in homes where the, their their safety was primarily while they were at school, now they're home and they're ge- getting beat up. I, my my sister in law, she works for a school district in uh, up up in Eugene, and they have they meeting with some of these kids that are what they would refer to as latchkey kids. These are kids that come home from school and there's no parental supervision at all. Um, and then other kids, other than maybe Big Brother, who's being abusive or whatever, other kids that are staying at home with 
with abusive parents where they found solace in being at school. Now they're home all day and parents don't know what to do with them because they don't know how to parent. Right. And they're hitting their kids and they're throwing them across the room as kids come in with bloody lips and makeup all over his face. Second grader, a second grader told my sister-in-law, she goes, where'd you get all the makeup? He goes, well, mommy beat me, but she didn't want me to tell anybody. Yeah, you know, this is on the rise because of this whole thing. Right, and it and, and abuse across the board is abuse reasonable. across the board. Uh, women to men, men to women. I mean, uh, and like you know, like you were saying, the active addiction rate is is up. People that do not have a stable um, recovery platform to fall back on, or maybe they're brand new to it and they haven't developed that yet. Uh, they're falling off the the rails right. like crazy. It's, it's so out of control. I mean, you can <clears throat> you can you can get alcohol delivered to your house now, right? You don't even have to leave the marijuana. house. And then you've got right? you well, yeah, there's that too. To they house. got, but I mean, you've got people that have been laid off, right? And then they get the the extra money if they have been laid off. Yeah, right. So now you got all this money and nothing to do. Yeah, it's drug a bad dealers, combination. Drug dealers are still in business. You bet. Right? Don't deliver to your house. And I know in early recovery, having a lot of money in my hand was a dangerous thing. A dangerous thing. Uh, You give me $2,500 and say, uh, (laughs) here you go. Right. For fun and for free. Do something, <laughs> do something, uh, you know, good yeah. with it. Yeah, you put know. it back in, put it back into <laughs> the, it, uh, yeah, put it in the bank or, you know. We want you to put, put it back into the, the, the economy. flow, the economy, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. The local liquor store. Yeah, not if I'm an active addict. I'll, I'll put it back in the economy, all right. My yeah. drug addict economy. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, you know, I have to say <clears> this, but it's going to get worse. Before it gets better, and, yeah. and, and come, what, November 4th, it'll probably disappear. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, all I know, I'm, but I, but I do same. know this. I do know this. If you don't keep your sense of humor, you are going to lose it. And you had better, I mean, you better button down the hatches when it comes to uh, practicing and implementing uh, and applying your recovery tools. You had better button down the hatches. If you if you don't have an accountability base, if you don't have a support system, you best get one because uh, things. I don't think things are going to get a whole lot better. Um, I think things are going to get weirder and weirder and weirder. And I don't know that it's Democrats versus Republicans. I think people in general are losing their minds. And uh, yeah, so um, how do you recover? from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body in the midst of all the turmoil. Can you? I think the answer is yes to that. Yeah. You know, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but let no one say because I lost my job, I lost my wife, I lost, you know, that I can't recover. Yes, you can. Your circumstances don't have to dictate whether you live in a state of recovered or not. Uh, if you, you these, these, Listen, we had remember the Watts riots. I mean, yeah, we we've been going through crazy stuff for decades, all the all the way through the twelve step programs, and people have stayed clean and sober, right. developed a relationship with a power greater than themselves, developed a relationship with their creator, have grown and matured, and they continue to give it away. And I don't think any of this stuff is an excuse to go back to your old behaviors. What do you think, uh, Denver? What do you think about that? No, I think it's a, an excuse. 
That's yeah, but it's not I, a legitimate it's, reason. No, right. no, it's not a reason. It's an excuse. Yeah. I mean, I and I could come up with a million of them. These troubled times. Yeah. They bother me. Trust me. I find myself using the word hate, and I never liked using that word. Right. And I and I yeah. find myself using it more, and then I have to laugh. I'm going, geez, Denver, you said it again. You don't really hate that person in the crosswalk because they're not paying attention. Yeah. But I just... I it's supercharged and i'm saying it way too much and i catch myself doing that right now but it's not a reason for me to go grab a bottle again it's right. not right it, right it could be an excuse but it's not the reason i i, I remember what well, we call it we call them reservations right because i used right. to say things like well when my parents die everybody will understand when i drink <laughs> right. setting it up that was a reservation <laughs> well i'm not gonna drink but when they die if i do yeah. So, you know, if 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 Antifa shows up in my neighborhood, everybody will understand, you know, if I start smoking crack again. It's they'll probably get, they'll not a good time to start. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this is That's the kind crazy. of stuff we 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 tell tell ourselves. Well, if there was any, you know, what what was that movie, that TV series Airplane? Remember that thing with with Leslie Nielsen? Oh, the comedy. The comedy. Yeah. yeah. And and every once in a while he'd go by the screen and go, "I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue." Right. 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 And then he'd go by again. I quit the wrong. I picked the wrong day to quit drinking. I quit the wrong day to quit slamming. I, I over. actually use that every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> picked a bad bad day to quit drinking. Jeez. <laughs> oh my goodness sakes. Um. So, okay, so, you know, if if you turn on the boob tube uh, and that's all you do, I don't care if you watch Fox News, I don't care if you watch CNN and everything in between, if that's where you're planting yourself, you are going to, your attitude is going to take a hit. Right. You know, so, Dave, what's, you're a certified alcohol and drug counselor level two, what's the solution here? Do we turn off our TVs and ignore all this stuff? Or how do we deal with it? How much time you got? I know, right? <laughs> oh man, that's a that's a tough one. I think we gotta, you know, turn off the TV and talk yeah. about it. Talk about it. Yeah. Go connect with people, whether it's on online, mm-hmm. you know, online meetings, or because there there's tons of them now, right? Right. The 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 Zoom all over the thing. I mean all over the country. You, there's no reason why you can't like participate at least in something. You know, I I do a uh, occasionally do join a meeting my my old home group in Minnesota via mm-hmm. Zoom. You know, it's mm-hmm. just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we gotta we gotta look at um you know what we're doing in our lives because if we don't take care of ourselves, then uh, you know. Things are going to fall apart, and then it has to do with you know exercise and eating right because mm-hmm. it's so it's very easy when you're sitting at home and you got you know a pocket full of cash. Right. If you're not if you're not uh, doing drugs or alcohol, you're yeah. doing other drugs like uh, you know caffeine and sugar. Sure. Right. You're spending sure. money on food, which is feeding your you know some people have a food addiction. Yeah. And so it's. We we got to fill our time with doing something productive. Yeah, you know it can be difficult at times, but you know, go outside, take a walk. You know, yeah, and it, you, 
you don't need to wear a mask if you're by yourself out on a walk. Yet, anyway. Right? I, I think routine, to me, is probably one of my most important things. Right. Keeping up, one? Keeping a routine. Yeah. I get up every morning. I, I get rid of the wrinkles in my bed when I make it and everything else, you know. <laughs> yeah. I do my dishes, yeah. uh, whatever, clean the shower. But I have a routine that I go through. And if I, if I bust that for more than a couple of days, I'm on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for me. Yeah, I mean, I stove up. I think I hate just yeah. sitting there. Well, in watching, you know, uh, the news, media, yeah, you know, and uh, it can get you fired up. Can get that bu- blood boiling. Yeah, and then they, you know, they shame you, right? Right. Don't kill anybody. Oh, wear a mask. That kills. I me. mean, that's just right. Ridiculous. They got, they got road signs, LED road signs that say that on the freeway. Yeah. That, is, that bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. And if I, you pay attention to that stuff. I, and, I don't want to, you know, have a prediction here, but right. I have a feeling that, oh, you know, when this is all done and said or when we get, you know, mm-hmm. uh, probably closer to the election, like all of a sudden they're going to come up with this. And now people are getting, you know, sick because they're wearing masks because their immune, immune system is well, there's a, there's actually, compromised. Yeah. If you don't wash that on a daily basis... You can get sick. You can get sick. I mean, you're coughing in a thing. You're. I mean, it's it's the same thing. You know, like the CPAP machines, right? Yeah. Um, if <laughs> you need to wash those things. You do. I mean, if that's that the bacteria builds and, up, and, and they tell you to do it daily. You're supposed to do it daily, Denver. I, I'm, Does anybody no, I'm, do it daily? I, no. I'm I sorry. Do it I I have. On my mask, I yeah. have spikes, so I used to cover my face whenever I coughed, and I can't, I don't do that anymore. I just cough in my mask, so yeah, I need to take that. Oh, that, I was well. I found myself the other day needing to cough, and I took my mask off so I could cough. So you could cough, cover your cough, All right? That whole mask thing is a joke, anyway. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's uh, training. Mine's just a nose piece, so uh, you know. I'd... Did you see these? Did you see these masks that they have now? Um, they're just chin straps. That's all they are, and then they got this clear thing that that goes out underneath the chin, about three inches away from your mouth, like a little cup. But that's all it is. Is it to catch your drool? I guess. <laughs> I guess. No, I, I that's guess so that's supposed point. to work. I, you know, it's a sneeze guard. Oh my goodness! Yeah, sheeple, sheeple yeah. here, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. So so. I, I really I really like the whole idea of emotional sobriety here because yeah, amen you you really you, you really have to keep your emotional center of gravity uh, and I'm going to give a shame, shameful plug talking about Zoom meetings this Thursday at seven o'clock Pacific Standard Time yours truly is speaking at the Emotional Sobriety Anonymous Zoom meeting. Um, that is out of Los Angeles, Southern California area. Nice. Uh, hosted by uh, Dr. Alan Berger, author of 12 Stupid Things, uh, Mess of Recovery, 12 Smart Things to Do When the Booze and Drugs Are Gone. Um, he is a uh, he is a big deal at the Hazel and Betty Ford uh, Clinic in Southern California. And uh, so he's invited me to come and share. And the topic is going to be um, doing a good job almost killed me. And oh, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be around how I went from being emotionally dependent on people to being emotionally dependent on my accomplishments, and how that 
was just as unhealthy as being mostly dependent on people. Um, so we're going to be behind, but it's a Zoom meeting. So if you go to Take12Radio.com, there is a link. There's a banner. It says new, and it has the Zoom meeting. Uh, you just click on Zoom.us, and then you enter in the uh, – it says join a meeting, and you enter in the, the different codes for yeah, that, yeah. and then you're on there. Uh, if you want to join me at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time uh, for for that meeting. Um, and, and I've been attending that on Thursdays. It's great because we don't we don't talk about the stuff that's going on. We talk we talk about our emotional sobriety. You know, and we don't we don't talk about. I mean, we're we're not into the the hype of everything that's going on on CNN and Fox and everybody in between. We're talking about our recovery. You got to stay focused. You got to be doing something. Right, and you know, I just wanted to you know uh, go off that a little bit, but you know. Uh, we got to take this time that we have yeah. if we're not, you know, if we're not working mm-hmm. is to, you know, engage in something positive. Right. I mean, go back to school, uh, take some classes online, um, read a book, um, do something to better yourself during this time. Work in your yard. Do, do some yard stuff. Right. We, Marsha and I have been doing that. We've been planting some things out in our backyard. So the, and I hurt. I can't bend over to beat the man. <laughs> so it takes me three hours to pick up a pencil. But that's three hours of productive pick-up pencil time. Well, you're, you're getting some exercise, <laughs> and you're getting some, some vitamin D from the sun. Right. You know, and they talk about, you know, vitamin D and zinc and, you know. Sure. Uh, vitamin C is good for you to ward off, you know, any of these viruses. You bet. Yeah. So, Denver, is it hard to keep your sense of humor right now? Not that you had one in the beginning, you know, anyway. But. <laughs> oh, I've got one. It's just a little just demented. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it has spikes on it. Yeah, I don't know if it's any more difficult, you know. I mean, right. I, especially when I take a look at myself, when I slow down and go, oh, my God, you just said it again. You don't really mean yeah. it. So, you yeah. know, I and I laugh. I'm. I talk a lot to myself. Some people may think I'm crazy, and I probably am a, a fair amount. But, uh, yeah, I'm keeping a sense of humor. I go mm-hmm. in at work early. Uh, my boss and I, we hack on the world's problems, and uh, we get our job done. And, you know, I, sure. I yap with some. Uh, I've been talking with family a little bit more, and i got a couple buddies down in Salem I talk with. i got some folks there. So, yeah, it we're we're having a few laughs, and. Right, not getting too serious about this because if it gets serious, I pretty much need to walk away. I'm not going to sit and uh, argue with somebody because I'm going to probably end up, end up losing. So. You, you, you know, you know what I love. I love the statement, um, and it was referring to when you're with your in-laws during the holidays, but it can be applied in any situation. Learn to keep your mouth shut, particularly when you know you're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I learned a long time ago in early recovery that even if I am right, I don't need to, I don't need to need prove to be, it. Right. right? I don't need to be what, right. Right. What is it that I'm doing? I'm hurting someone else, basically, because I'm going to beat them down yeah. verbally until they either, you know, stomp off or agree with me. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I and learned a long time ago, it's like, you. I don't need to prove that I'm right. Right? Yeah. 
It, it's a lot easier. It's so much easier, and you, it's less yeah. stressful. And you can spend hours yard. Oh, it's Lord. like the campaign, right? People that are going to vote for Trump are going to vote for Trump. People that are going to vote for Biden are going to vote for Biden. I don't care how much politicizing that you do, right? You're not going to change people's minds no. at this point. Well, it, you're just not. I don't think. Do you think they, that we are? If Biden gets out there and speaks. Uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. He's he doesn't now. even know where he's at half the time. Yeah, but he's <laughs> most of the time. You, you know as well as I do that he's he's they've got other plans besides him. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah. Doesn't yeah, huh? it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what I'm saying it, is it, people it, have already made up their minds. Yeah. And you can scream and yell, you can name call all day long and both sides do it. Right, you can do that all day. It's not going to change anybody's mind. They're they're set. It's when you're they're done. Like I said, I'm trying to argue with somebody to make them come to my side. It's not going to work. I mean, no. If if they're neutral, and I offer an opinion, maybe that's know, the neutral person though, not the person correct. that's already made their mind up. Correct. Sure. I, I love the I love the the statement that the governor made. Which one? About which t- governor or which no, so which, telling which Trump comment. that I want these troops out of here, oh, yeah. and he listened. He did what I told them. Yeah. Oh, right. Katie. Yeah. I no, actually, that they never left. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, Katie, Katie. Uh, oh well, but but listen, I just I I got to keep my sense of humor. Yes. That is part of a healthy recovery. Right. You know. Okay. Yes, I've got some conservative friends go, but Monty, that's not funny. It's not funny. No, it's not funny, but I'm not saying that it's funny. I'm saying I got to keep my sense of humor. Right. I I've I've I, otherwise I'm going to lose it. You're going to be up with the writers. It, yeah. 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 I think they lost their sense of humor a long time ago. Oh, gee. You know, so uh any closing remarks cuz I got I got something kind of tongue in cheek I want to share to close okay. out the show with. What do you, you guys got anything that you want to just try to try to you know work on yourself and go help someone else as best you can. That's that's probably a big big one. Is, yeah, is getting into some kind of. And I know, I don't know what that'll be for you, but some kind of service. Yeah. Be be nice. You know, and, you know, open the door. If what? I if if I see somebody if I see somebody walking down the street and they trip and they fall, right. I don't stop and ask them their political leanings before I pull no. over and help them up. Get them up off. You the just help yeah. them up. Let's have a yeah. Biden shirt on, right? Dave. I kind of thought we were all going to go there. Sense of humor. I was going to wear my. Just take no, their wallet. I say let that. them get up on their own. Get, get my mega hat out. Oh, jeez. So I'm going to ask my friend Dave T. if he's listening. How do we do, Dave? <laughs> um, Dave? Dave is on the opposite side of the political spectrum than than I am but he's but he's one of these guys that I would not lump in with everybody else yeah right but we are probably going to disagree on everything from who God is to to um to political issues but I also consider Dave a very good friend he's one of these guys if I needed Dave if I was in a pickle and, and we don't see each other often at all but if I was in a pickle and I needed to call him, he'd be there. What about a pickle suit? A pickle suit? Yeah, yeah maybe. Good good people are good people. They yeah. are. So they just are. Right. Well and you know. and you know, uh, 
people used to be able to have a conversation and, you know, agree to disagree on sure. things and still, you know, get along. Now it seems like the younger generation, it's like, there doesn't no exist anymore. It's I know. like, you either, you know, well, get on board with I, what I believe or, you know, I'm going to burn your house down. And, and I'll tell you, it's not just the millennials, though, because my son's a millennial and he doesn't think that way right, at all. Right, right, right. It, it, it's older people, too. People are getting weird. Right. And, of course, we joke around about it. We, we blame it on chemtrails. Denver and I do. Of course. Yeah, it's chemtrails um, and 5G. There. And yeah. 5G. 5G's yeah. on it. Um, Wait till you get chipped. But... <laughs> shut you down. Potato chip. They'll shut you down. The five G uh, will kick on, and then you'll turn into. Listen, a I know, I know who my God is. I am not. You know, I lay my head down on my pillow at night, and I have total peace, dude. I, do I too, really, man. I do. I, I, I am not. Maybe that'll change if somebody busts my door down. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, this is not freaking me out. I know where my hope is. I know where my hope lies. And I'm sorry, but I'm 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 just not spun out about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally content, and I feel you know. I believe serene. If you're, if you're a believer, you probably are uh, n- not necessarily content, but you're okay with it, right? Because it's it's written this way, and it's going to end up sure. coming down this way. Nothing we can do about it. So, for those of you who did not see, stick to the plan. <laughs> So I'm going to poke fun now. Um, the Democrats uh, last week launched a full-scale assault against Attorney General William Barr. Oh, my God. Um, did you watch it? Dave? That was so ridiculous. Did you watch, did you watch it? Uh, he, he tore them up. You know, um, <laughs> clashing with Barr repeatedly as the hearing jolted from topic to topic, back and forth. It, you know, it was crazy. So I thought... Just in keeping with Rule sixty two, don't don't keep yourself, don't take yourself so seriously. I thought I'd poke fun. Listen, if the gals on the View can poke fun, Take Twelve Radio can po- poke fun. So I'm going to close out the show and poke and have a little fun. All right. <laughs> Just remember Rule sixty two before you get your panties in the butt. And where would we bunch. find Rule sixty two? Well, we're gonna. I'm going to close out and talk about that a little okay. bit. Um, but uh, yeah, Cecil and I had a little fun with this. Check it out. You want to talk about the things I've done, but I'm reclaiming my time. Yeah. You want to speak on the battles I've won, yeah. but I'm reclaiming my time. Ooh, All right. Yeah. This is a lovely song, and I appreciate the opportunity to question the Monty Man on the ethics of his Take 12 Recovery radio show. So... If I may, I would like to proceed. I'd like to address the Monty Man and ask him, do you indeed have experience with the 12 steps? Thank you, Cecil. And if I may answer that. Oh, I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Next question. Can you tell me what is read in step one? Uh, Certainly. I'd like to read. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Um, next question. How many years have you actually been clean and sober, Monty Man? Well, I'm honored to answer that question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know that, I'm reclaiming what? my time. Excuse I'm me. reclaiming my time. Monty Man, do you understand the questions I'm asking you? Uh, yes, and I'm trying to oh, no, answer no, no. them. I'm what? reclaiming my time. <sighs> I'm reclaiming my time. Monty, are, are you refusing 
to answer my questions? Refusing? A- absolutely not. I'm, I'm reclaiming my wh- time. I'm reclaiming my time. What? Sir, are you mocking me? Absolutely not. I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. Ah. Oh, <laughs> my time's expired. All right, a little tongue-in-cheek there. I know some of you are offended, but listen, remember Rule 62, won't you? Well, what is Rule 62, and where did that come from anyway? Well, I'd like to close out this week's show and talk a little bit about that and seal it up with the solution to this whole mess. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous was created to help people recover from alcohol addiction. The book includes many life experiences as well as the series of 12-step solutions for recovery. Some of the sections will target a specific audience, and many of the sections focuses on a higher power. Well, Rule 62 comes from the rules and regulations that were determined when the big book of AA was created to try and inspire the people in recovery to have a common value system, beliefs, and lifestyles that they were working towards. The main takeaway from Rule 62 is Don't take life too seriously. Well, the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous discusses many steps that are involved in the recovery process. Rule 62 in recovery refers to the rule of don't take yourself too seriously. Someone in recovery doesn't always realize that they can relish their life again without alcohol and the use of it. When they discover that they can see what life can be like without it, they begin to understand that they can still live a happy, comfortable life. When they look around, they see other people enjoying themselves without drugs or alcohol. But they still can't quite wrap their head around the idea that they can appreciate it too. The main takeaway from Rule 62 is to see your life as lighthearted, fun, and enjoyable It's important to be able to laugh at yourself and to not take for granted, well, the little things. It can be difficult to understand at first, but you'll eventually get there. Well, living out the principles of recovery in the midst of a politically charged climate can be a challenge. In these troubled times, it is much more than our sobriety at risk. It's our basic life values, our morals, our religious institutions, our education system, our landmarks, and our very physical safety. By the way, none of which do we get to keep if we drink or use. But how does one continue to practice abstinence in a world filled with chaos? Abstinence that brings us to a place of more than just not drinking and using. Well, that question is best answered within what the co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous called the next frontier, emotional sobriety. The ability to hold our emotional center of gravity without falling into emotional dependency, depending on everyone else's behavior, 
to be okay with ourselves. You see, when I allow you to be you and you allow me to be me, there's now room for three. You, me, and our Creator. Well, in closing this week's show, I'd like to leave you with the solution to the problem of ego, pride, and self-centeredness. And without applying this following statement, putting it into action, putting it to feet and walking it out, well, I'm sorry, but nothing changes if nothing changes. The solution? It's found in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 of the Good Book. It reads, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs>